get ready to live fearlessly free with Heather Bunch. Do you ever feel like life is weighing you down? Or maybe the pressure feels like a pair of spanks that's like two sizes too small? Do you ever feel like that? How do you keep going when you don't feel like taking another step? Welcome to Live Fearlessly Free. I'm your courageous coach, Heather Bunch, and I am here to help you live a life that's fearlessly free. So you can stop hiding, you can show up fully yourself, and you can fulfill your God-given purpose, and you can do it courageously. Today, I want to talk to you about what's weighing you down. And I want to share with you how to rest when life is just a massive weight. So today's going to be for you if you're tired. Like you're tired of always feeling like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. And if you desire to release what's bothering you so you can feel free again, I'm going to be talking to you. And you are totally in the right place if you are ready to enjoy more of life on the way to where you're going. When I was seven, my dad took us on a backpacking trip. And and this wasn't the first time, you know, we'd, we'd we used to hike all the time and we had some friends that lived up in the mountains and we were in Northern California. So we got the Sierra Nevada mountains and it's just absolutely gorgeous and amazing. So my mom was on a geological trip of her own and she was studying to be a geologist at the time. And so she was out hiking like 18 miles a day. But my dad took me and my brothers, the three of us backpacking. Now, it is springtime, and there's still even snow on the ground in places, and it was super fun. But I can remember my dad. My dad always weighed the packs before we left. Like That was a big deal. You have to know how much you're carrying. What are you, what are you packing? Because everything we needed, we had to pack on our backs. Because this was like backpacking. This was not camping. This was not like pulling up to an electrical outlet and a little sewer pump and, you know, running water and indoor plumbing. No, 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 no. No, this was backpacking. This was like everything you needed, you put on your back and you hiked it miles into the forest. And then at night you hung it in a tree so like the bears wouldn't come by and give you a, you know, try to eat your food or try to eat you. So that kind of backpacking, like it was roughing it, okay? So Eric's about 12. He's my older brother. I'm about seven, or I was seven, and that put my little brother Dave at five. And so he takes those three kids. So my dad's pack is like 100 pounds. It's more than 100 pounds. And I double-checked with him on that because I'm like, how much did it weigh? In my head, I was thinking, it's like 200 pounds. It wasn't. It was a little over 100. But still, that's a lot of weight to carry on your back and like hike in the woods for hours. My um, older brother, he could carry a good amount of stuff. He was 12. He was sturdy, sturdy young man, lots of energy. And then I had my my uh, my pack and 
it was probably about 10 or 12 pounds is where mine was sitting. Now, my little brother, Dave, he's five. And so he's got a day pack. I can remember it. It was a Jansport red day pack. And Dave carried his underwear, his little tidy whities and marshmallows. He had a pack full of white. Because you know we were going to be roasting some mallows, right? That is part of the fun of backpacking, is lighting up the campfire, warming up, finding your stick, and roasting marshmallows. So we're hiking in. We're maybe a mile. I don't even know how far we are. Felt like hours in. It could have been like 150 yards for all I know. But Dave starts getting tired. Like he's five, you know? He's 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 like still a preschooler at this point. I, I don't even think he was in kindergarten yet. He had a late birthday. So my dad picks up Dave and starts carrying him in the woods. So he's got his 100-pound backpack. He's got Dave, who's probably, you know, 30, 40 pounds, and Dave's backpack of underwear and marshmallows. And off we go again. Now, a little while later, probably not much long later, I start pooping out. So my dad, the loving dad that he is, grabs my backpack and starts carrying my backpack. So he's got his my backpack in one hand, his 100-pound back, backpack on the other, and then, you know, hiked on his hip, is my little brother with his red Jansport backpack with underwear and marshmallows. When my dad took my pack from me, literally a weight got lifted off my shoulders. I couldn't handle the weight on my own. I could only go so far. And I pooped out. I tired out. I couldn't carry the weight. And I want to tell you that going through life, and we have the burdens, and we've got situations, and, you know, I've got friends who's, you know, one of them, their spouse was in the emergency room recently. Another friend of mine, her mom is in the emergency room. Like, life is happening. It it can be a struggle. There can be so much to worry about. But we cannot bear this weight on our own. What stress, anxieties, and worries are weighing you down right now? I want to tell you, it's time to let your father carry your backpack and learn to rest in his presence. Because you are not meant to carry that weight. You are not meant to carry that burden. We can't handle it. And that's okay. Nobody would look at my little brother and me as his five and seven-year-old kid hiking and think, oh my gosh, I can't believe you guys couldn't handle it. Like, come on. You know, no, nobody would feel like that. They would think, of course you can't carry that kind of weight. You're you're young. You know what? Father does Father looks at us the same way with love and compassion and grace. Hey sweetheart, let me take that pack from you. That's what he wants to do for us. So I want to talk to you about how to give your backpack of weight to God. The first thing you need to do is this. 
You need to cast your care on Father. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Now, anxiety here means to cast or to throw on. Excuse me. That's what cast means. Anxiety means dividing and fracturing a person, person's inmost parts. Our inmost parts are literally dividing and fracturing. That's what anxiety means. Some translations of this scripture say care. Cast all your care on him because he cares for you. But anxiety is whatever you're going through. That's dividing you. That's fracturing you. That's literally pulling you to pieces. So it's we're literally and figuratively worrying ourselves to pieces from the inside out. We're fracturing into parts. It's no wonder anxiety is so freaking stressful and hurts because we're pulling ourselves apart. But we are to cast or throw our anxiety and care and cares to our Father. He can handle it. We cannot. The second thing you need to do is this, is receive Father's peace. Now, I want to take you to Isaiah 26.3. This particular scripture is in the Berean Standard Bible translation. Now, I find it interesting that the Bereans, that we have this Berean study Bible because back in Paul's time, Paul actually commended the Bereans because they would hear Paul talk and then they would go to scripture, which at that point was was the Old Testament, the Torah, and they would go and they would search and make sure what Paul was saying was true. It was accurate. So that's just a little, you know, extra tidbit there on the Bereans. But the translations, it says, you will keep in perfect peace the steadfast mind because he trusts in you. Perfect peace. Peace here means wholeness, wellness, and prosperity. It's both internally and externally. It's complete and at peace. And what's interesting, it's perfect peace. Perfect is the same Hebrew word is peace. So it's shalom. So it actually says he will keep you in shalom, shalom, the steadfast mind, because he trusts in you. So we've got two peace here. We got like, you know, it's like denting gum, double the fun. Or no, that was trident. Trident gum? Trident gum. Remember the double the fun? They always had the twins. Which is interesting because if it is trident, I'm thinking try is three. So, eh. Rabbit trail right there. But in this scripture, we've got peace, peace. And there is also an emphasis added to that. And what that means is it's not just a little bit of peace. It's not just double peace. It's like no ginormous amounts of peace. It's like, you know, Elf, when he was eating candy and he ate you know, everything was ginormous for Elf. I don't, do you remember the movie Elf? I love that movie. That's one of my favorite Christmas movies. And he ate tons of candy, ginormous amounts of candy. 
And uh, my favorite part is when he's when he's in the the restroom in the New York City and leans over the stall looking at the other guys. Have you seen these toilets? They're ginormous, right? So we don't have just a little bit of peace. That's not what Father is offering us. He is offering us a double portion, massive, ginormous amounts of peace, wholeness, wellness, prosperity, internally and externally, complete and at peace. But we have to receive the peace in order to rest in it, in order to enjoy it. We have to receive it from Father. And the next thing I want you to do is you need to, number three, trust Father's got you. Because that scripture said he will keep you in perfect peace of steadfast mind because he trusts in you or I trust in you or she trusts in you. Now, steadfast, so steadfast mind, steadfast in this Isaiah scripture means to lean, lay, rest, or support. So just like my dad, he carried my pack. And I rested. I was relieved from the weights. You can do the same. Casting your care on him is resting. Why? Because you trust. When Father said he's got you, he's got you. Now, the best way I know to do this is to pray. But how I want you to pray is imagine yourself giving this issue to Father. Picture taking off the heavy backpack and Father taking it from you and carrying it. I want you to feel the weight flow out of your body. Hold your hand on your heart. And thank him for carrying your anxiety for you. Let it go. And no, I'm not going to sing the Frozen song for you. We've all heard it way too many times. I still haven't even seen Frozen 2. Did you see it? I heard it's good. But I uh, I personally liked Rapunzel better, uh, Tangled. Thought it was a much better movie. So kind of, I know boycott Frozen, but I kind of snubbed my nose at it a little bit. I'm just saying. The next thing, the last thing I want you to do is this, is I want you to give up control. I want you to give up the illusion of control. Now, I want to take you back to that original scripture in 1 Peter that said to cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. The scripture right before that actually talks about humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God. And he will exalt you in due season. Why would he say that? Why would he say, humble yourself and then cast your care, cast your anxiety? Because there's actually a comma in between those sentences, not a period. It's one complete thought. Why? What does humbling ourselves have to do with anything? Has to do with our anxiety. It's because most anxiety 
is caused by your inability to control a situation or a person. I know! It's, it's all about control. Most of us are control freaks. And we freak out when we don't have control. Because if somebody is in a, a loved one is in a hospital, you don't have control over that. Now, there's elements of control that you have. You can control if, and, and you know, be that person's advocate for who's, you know, with the nurses and the doctors. If you're married and you're in financial struggle, you cannot control the overspending of your spouse, but you can control you and you can control how you can react to it. But control, lack of control causes anxiety. That is the root issue of most of our anxiety is that we aren't in control and it's freaking us out. So we have to humble ourselves, realizing we cannot control it all. In fact, it is not our job to control other people. That is God's job. You do the job you're responsible for. And that's you. You are responsible for you. You were not designed to carry this burden, these fears, this anxiety. It is a backpack literally full of like, think of it like anxiety is like rocks. And each anxiety you have is filling that backpack and it's getting heavier and heavier and heavier. And you could take off one of those rocks one at a time, or you can just take that whole dang backpack off and hand it to Father and let him carry it for you. Cast your care on Father. Receive his peace. Trust that Father's got you. And give up control. Let him have it. Let him take care of whoever that person is. Because again, you can't control them. I just, this just popped in my head. I know you can't imagine something just popping in my head. But I was thinking of a time where I couldn't control my husband, which, you know, I knew that, but, but at the same time, you know, you're, a lot of women marry a man hoping they're going to change him. And ladies, it doesn't work that way, just so you know. But I remember a time when Bob was drinking a ton of monster energy drinks. And this is before energy drinks, like, totally hit this surgeons of the, oh my gosh, they're just everywhere. There's so many different energy drinks, right? I'm glad they're coming out with some better alternatives. Excuse me, I need to take a drink. He was drinking three a day. I was buying him by the case, which means I was also enabling him, by the way. He still would have got him from the grocery store or whatever, but that's not the point. <laughs> so he was drinking a ton of them, and I knew it wasn't good for him. And I knew in my heart, honestly, they're gonna, they were going to come out with some kind of studies 
about energy drinks not being good for your heart. I took one one time. It wasn't a monster. It was some other energy drink that um, uh, in turn, when we were first starting the church, gave me. And I literally just took a couple sips and I got like overheated and my heart was palpitating. I was like literally sweating. And I had to go lie down in the bathroom because there was the, the vent on the floor and I was just cooling off by the vent. It was terrible. So I'd had that experience. I was like, I know these can't be good for you. And so rather than like hammering my husband about it and becoming a nag, I just prayed. I said, God, I can't control him, but I know you speak to him. I know he can hear your voice. And, and I'm going to tell you this, even if your husband is not a believer, you know what? Holy Spirit will still talk to him. He can still hear God. Because if it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance, we can still hear him, whether you believe it or not. You'll just probably think like it's your own conscience or something, but God can still talk to him. And it goes both ways. If you're a man listening to this and you have a, a, a wife that's, you know, not hearing God on this. But I prayed and I was just saying, Father, I can't control Bob. I just, I know these energy drinks are not good for him. And I just ask that you would, would speak to him and talk to him about it. And I didn't put an ultimatum on God, like exactly what that needed to look like or when it needed to happen or anything like that. And I, I just prayed and I let it go. I let go of control. And one day, uh, a, a little while later, Bob comes and he's like, hey, you know what? I, I think I'm going to stop drinking energy drinks. I'm like, oh, that's great. Uh, that's a great idea. Um, I did not say, um, I told you so, <laughs> by the way. So I just praised him for coming to that conclusion. Like, but I know God talked to him and he heard God and he was changing things. I just, I wanted to throw that in there because even though you're giving up control, you're, Giving the control to God. And God is not going to make somebody do something, but he sure can influence them. He can bring other people across their path to influence in them. He can speak to their heart. So don't think by giving up control, you're losing something. No, you are gaining a way better advocate than you could ever be. Because most of the time when we try to control something, control a situation, control a person, we're pushing, 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 we're actually making the situation worse. And it's not actually getting us what we want. So that's just a little extra there. Just wanted to throw that out there. But we need to, to cast your care on Father. You need to receive Father's peace. You need to trust Father's got you. And you need to give up control. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to do some homework and I want you to list one to three people or situations that you're anxious about. It can be anything. It could be big. It could be small. It could be somewhere in the middle. You could do something small, something medium and something big, you know, like Goldilocks and the three bears. But what I want you to do, write those down and now pray and give it to God. Use your imagination to literally visualize taking that backpack off, 
and holding it out, letting Father take it from your hand and carry it for you. And when those worry thoughts come back, because they will, remind yourself, Father's got this and he's got me. And I choose not to control and manipulate the situation. I can rest. And then I want you to rest. Rest. Let it go. Let the weight flow out of your body. You can do this, my friend. Do not let life tear you to pieces. Trust your Father God. Trust that he's got you. Rely on him with with your whole weight. Like rest on him with your whole weight. Rest in his presence. You have got this, my friend. And Father's got you. Ah, see where I got that? It's where I get that line. Because Father's got us that trust. I just want to thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. I thank you for the time. And I pray that this is helpful, that it blesses you, that it causes you to grow closer to God and have that deeper, intimate relationship with him. Until next time, my friend, live fearlessly free.